0: Good morning. We're reading from Acts 16 verses 11 to 15 and also verse 40. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Thrace, the following day to Neapolis and from there to Philippi, which is leading, the leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We, we remained in this city for some days. On the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river, where we supposed there was a place of prayer. And we sat down and spoke to the women who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira and a dealer in a purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what was said by Paul. When she and her household were baptized, she urged us, saying, If you have judged me to be faithful to the Lord, come and stay at my home. And she prevailed upon us. After leaving the prison, they went to Lydia's home, and when they had seen and encouraged the brothers and sisters there, they departed. Word of God, word of life.
1: morning. Last week I was uh, speaking about yeses and no's um, and one of our family yeses is to a community choir for our daughter Anya and so that's where I am every Monday night at the Creekside Community Center in Bloomington, Bloomington where she sings with a group of other second through fourth graders and so it's an hour and 15-minute rehearsal, and so parents who are waiting like me, we're mostly loitering in the halls with our cell phones or um, sitting on a comfy chair and reading a book, and occasionally we look up when the sound of young voices hit us just right, and sometimes uh, they truly sound like angels, I've decided, are better angels, this past week, it was me looking up from my computer and noticing. See, there were 40 kiddos learning in Hebrew the Jewish hymn, "Hine Matov. Uh, the lyrics of this hymn come from the first verse of Psalm 133. Uh, so there, there, there I was last Monday night hearing this all happen. And the words are hina Matov uma naim shevet ahim gam which means, behold, how good and how pleasing for people to sit together in unity. It was alarmingly beautiful, this song, even though the kids were learning the words and the melody for the first time. It was definitely enough to make you look up from your safe perch, knowing that safety and security elude so many of our siblings in the Middle East, Palestinian and Israeli alike. It's been a deadly week, uh, with more. But for some reason, on Monday night, I began to imagine this choir director over the summer, picking out music for the next program year. How could she have known to pick out this particular hymn? How could she have known that this hymn rehearsed on this night during this week in October would float down the halls of a tired old community center and breathe peace and even inspire a sermon? She couldn't have known, of course, she just had something to offer the world, a peace offering, if you will, and she offered it up with love. God's yes is to peace for all in this world, but we can't make the world be peaceful so hard. The only thing we can do is to offer up the peace and love we hold and give it to the next person we encounter and to the world. Last week, we met the formidable Queen Vashti, who made her mark um, on the fourth century before the Common Era. Fast forward about 450 years, and this week we meet up with the Apostles Paul, Silas, and Timothy and their companions as they spread the good news of Jesus Christ into the far corners of Asia Minor and Europe, stopping briefly in a city called Philippi, which is part of modern day Greece. The Apostles want to worship because it's the Sabbath. But there's no synagogue there, and so after searching, some searching, they happen upon a group of women praying by the river. Paul speaks to them, and one woman there, Lydia, a Gentile devoted to Jewish worship, listens especially intently. Scripture tells us that on that day, the Lord opened her heart. She is stirred by the message that Paul offers. And we read that um, later that day, she and her whole household are baptized into Christ. Lydia is the only convert to Christianity in the city of Philippi named in the book of Acts. And as a woman in that time, that is significant in and of itself. But even more, Lydia is quite possibly the person who becomes the leader of the Philippian church and that community of faith that develops thereafter. So she's um, an anomaly as a woman in scripture. She has power, she has influence. She has even her own home um, that is run by her and not a man. Um, She's a businesswoman. She's a dealer in purple cloth, which is like a luxury item for elites. And she has gifts and resources and time to offer a new community of Christians. She doesn't change the world overnight. Instead, she shares what she has One small offering of peace at a time. Her first act of discipleship is simple hospitality, or in my case, it's not so simple because I'm not great at it. But she welcomes the apostles into her home to stay. Lydia was a person of peace But how could she have known that after Paul and Silas are released from prison, that happens just after, her large home becomes a meeting place for the apostles and then this growing Christian community in Philippi. She couldn't have known, of course. Her peace was but a simple offering of what she had to meet the needs of the day. All those ripples that followed, all the love that took hold in that place and in that moment in time was up to the Spirit. In the context of a world beset by violence and inequity and suffering, our offerings of time, talents, and resources, both the ones that we plan and the ones that catch us by surprise can seem so small And so insignificant. We don't have the sight lines of our Creator God. We can't trace with precision the movement of the Spirit, though we trust that she moves and we try to follow where she leads. But I can tell you that there are so many Lydias among us, look around, offering their peace in the world. I don't know any purveyors of purple cloth, but I do know the quilters. Uh, These are women that have busy hands. They cut squares of fabric and they assemble them and pin them and sew them and iron them and bind them and they stand for hours in the conference room. And I've seen them, it's hours. And they hand-tie these quilts with the smallest pieces of yarn. And the thing that gets me is that they don't know exactly to whom their quilts will go. But they trust that they will be delivered to someone, somewhere, who needs a warm blanket under which to sleep. I know a baker of sweets, whose donut holes appear at church like magic just when sugar and sustenance are needed the most. I know an owner of a flatbed truck who stands at the ready with a team of guys to deliver furniture to families who literally have nothing, and he calls his team the muscle. I know apron-clad teams of food preppers and food servers who provide meals to whomever comes on a Monday night without exception, trusting that even one warm meal in a hungry belly has the power to wage peace. I know so many more Lydias among us. I could be up here all day including music and band directors who care not for their own acclaim, but um, only that the players in their midst and the singers in their midst feel how good and holy it is to lift up music as an offering to the world. We pray that our notes will land But where they take hold and how they take shape, we don't always know. But we trust, like Lydia, that we are part of a peacemaking mission that is bigger and more beautiful than we can even imagine. And that's why church is like no other organization you could ever choose to join Here we breathe in peace, just like Lydia and the women did it that day at the river, gathering together, worshiping God, listening for a word of grace to sustain us. And it is here also that we are invited to breathe out that same peace into the world through our everyday encounters, through our callings to people and partners, and through our gifts and stewarding of this community. Thanks be to God who gathers up each little bit that we have to offer, knitting them together for God's promise of true peace to be fulfilled for all people. Amen.